Hello. Welcome to the latest Guitar Noise podcast. My name is David Hodge. I'm the managing editor of Guitar Noise. You can find us, as always, at www.guitarnoise.com. Kind of an interesting podcast for you today, using some of our strumming techniques, but also starting to take a look at different chord voicings. So, grab your guitar, maybe a paper and some pencils, or some paper and a pencil, and let's get down to play, okay? Last time out, uh, one of the things that we looked at was the use of rests in order to create space in our strumming patterns. And it's something else that we are going to touch upon today. We're going to combine a whole bunch of ideas between rests and um, partial chord strumming and cross-picking, a little bit of cross-picking, but also the idea of both chord voicings and chord substitutions. Um, and the use of chord substitution is actually a fairly strange one. We'll get into that in just a minute or two, okay? But the main thing that we're going to do today is we're going to um, use um, two chords that we run into an awful lot, um, E minor and A. So you have your E minor chord and your A chord. Couldn't be too much easier than that, right? Cool. We're going to go with eight beats each of this, and we're going to use a relatively slow tempo. Um, this actually has... Um, oh, this chord progression has a source in, in, in many songs, and you can you hear it now um, in... Oh, Lord. Well, way too many to start even thinking about, but... I'm taking this from the idea of um, Elton John's Rocket Man, which is going to be a um, beginner's lesson. Guitar noise, um, hopefully before the end of the year. Um, <laughs> depends on how much spare time one can get, but we shall find out. And it starts out with these two chords. And um, again, we're going to have eight beats. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Okay. That's how we're going to be starting out. So to create some space, we're going to begin with hitting a bass note on one, and then we're not going to hit the chord again until three. Let that chord ring. Go. So one. That's our low E string for the E minor. So one, two, three is the rest of the E minor chord. I'm going to let that ring out, I think, until we get done with... Um, Six. How about that? One, two, three, four, five, six. And then on seven, to make life easy starting out, you know, we want to start out relatively easy when we're trying to put together an arrangement. Um, we'll just come up across our four thin strings. And I'm also going to take my fingers off in order to get ready for the A chord. So I'm going to hit the open E string on seven. The open B string on the and, 
the open G string, ah, G string, on eight, and the open D string on and. Okay, so seven and eight and, which will lead me to my open A string bass note for the A chord on one. It's not too bad. So let's put that together kind of slowly. One, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. There's the one. And then we'll go for the A chord. And let's do the same pattern. Only this time we will hit all the strings that are A chord are on. Nothing wrong with that. So, we're going to go 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, Five, six, seven, eight. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Doing okay so far? Good. You may notice that when we're doing that upswing on the um, A chord, on the seven, eight, that the one of the E minor is obviously our low E string. And just hitting that and having that extra beat gives us plenty of time to be able to change the chord. And that's kind of what the whole sneaky idea is here, is to use a little interesting change to also give us time to make a chord shift. So let's pick it up the pace a little bit. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Five, six, seven, eight, one, two, four, five, six, seven, eight, one, two, four, five, six, seven, eight, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, two, three, four, five, six, eight, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Not bad so far. Good. Let's start making things a little more interesting. And um, first off, we're going to get a little bit of a clue from what we've been doing uh, with the E minor chord. When we've been taking our fingers off to make the chord change and hitting the top four strings, E, B, G, and D, well, that, believe it or not, is an E minor seventh chord. An E minor seventh chord is a regular E minor chord, E, G, and B. And we add a D note to it. So when we just strum those top four strings of a guitar, it's an E minor seven, one of our favorite chords of all. Now, another way of playing an E minor seven is to get your regular E minor in place and then use your pinky to cover the third fret of the B string, which is also a D note. And it will sound like this. That sounds pretty cool. So here, in this particular instance, we're going to use this E minor 7 as a substitute for E minor. Now, 
we'll talk about that in a minute because I think that court substitutions they can be a little misleading and um yeah well yeah we should take a little bit of time to talk about that but for right now what I'm going to do to also give us a little bit more an interesting thing I'm going to go one on our bass note the low E on two I'm going to hit the A string where my finger is still on the second fret which is a B note one two three four okay and catch the rest of that chord on the th- one two three four five six seven eight okay on the seven and eight again we are still taking all of our fingers off to make the change to the a chord um and it's still any minor seven chord so hey we get double duty going on here so again one two three four five six everything off seven eight one two three four okay now what I'm going to do with the A we're going to start out the way we have one two the rest of the chord three four now I'm going to pick off my finger from the B string which is going to give me what some people will call an A sus2 what some people call an A add 9 whatever you want to call it. We'll call it A sus2 just to make our lives easier. Okay. And we're going to do that on 5, 6, 7. In between 7 and 8, 7 and a half if you will, I'm going to make a jump for the third fret of the low E string. That's the G note that's there. And give it a little bit of a bend or a vibrato. Okay. And hang on to that before going the low E string to start the next measure. Now, the thing about this, you're gonna have you're gonna have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and eight, and one. Now it was totally exaggerated as far as the timing. So let me try to put that in relatively real time. So one and two and three and four and one and two and three and four and and six and seven and eight and one and two and okay. One more time with that. Just the A. So one and two and three and four and five and six and seven and eight and one and two. Okay. Now let's try this whole sequence again fairly slowly. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and eight, and one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. One, two, three, four, five, six, and seven, and eight, and one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. 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 
Let's pick that up again. It's not going to be that much faster, but just a little. So one, two, three, four. One, two, four, five, six, seven, eight. One, two, three, four, five, six, and seven, and eight, and one. fairly nicely. So let's talk a minute about chord substitutions. Um, we're using here an E minor 7 instead of an E minor, um, just adding that little D note to it. And the reason you might be asking is why, or is there any kind of rule that says so? And the answer to that is no, not really. It's a matter of whether or not you can hear it having a place. And how you find this out is, again, by not just taking the word of whatever your chord sheet says as being the only thing that can happen. Guitar players are notorious for insisting that they don't want to know theory, they don't want to know how to read notes, um, but by the same token, they are also notorious for wanting to have everything labeled for them. And... Um, can't do that without knowing some theory. So, I mean, you know, what do you want? It has to be one or the other. It can't be both. The real matter is, is that when, for instance, if an orchestra is playing uh, a piece, you know, not everybody is on the same notes of a chord. And the overall tone might be, for instance, an E minor chord. But, you know, who knows? Maybe the second violist is playing that D note in order, and you just can hear that kind of passing through in the orchestra. It's, it's, an, it's what they call it, a passing tone. Now, we hear that we're going from this E minor to A. So making use of the D note, which is in between the E of the E minor and the C sharp of the A, makes for a very nice leading tone for our ears. We can hear how that kind of leads us down, just like that. So coming up with an E minor 7 chord as a substitute for the E minor, you could start out on regular E minor, as we did. Then add the E minor 7. Okay, or that's kind of what we did when we started out by going with the E minor first. And then using that arpeggio of the E minor 7 to lead us back to the A. So, knowing this in your head allows you to do all sorts of fun things. Okay, for instance, we had just worked on that A add 9 or A sus 2, whatever you want to call it. Okay, but if we think of it as an A add 9, the notes of an A add 9 are A, C sharp, E and B, and that's the B that we've got with the open string, but we're missing a C, sh uh, C sharp note. Now, we could reform 
this. By using a different voicing further up the neck. And a voicing of an A9, or an A add 9 actually, is the easiest one to do is starting with your first string is open, then the B string is also open, then we find a C sharp note at the sixth fret of the G string. Cool. That's actually higher than the B string. And then there's an E note at the seventh fret of the D string, and the open A string gives us our root. That's a very cool sounding chord. So, now the cool thing is, is that since I'm going to be using that open E minor 7 arpeggio, I can use that as a way to get my fingers up. And kind of go 1 and 2 and 3 and 4 and 1 and 2 and 3. Or since we've been counting an eight, we've got one and two and three and four and five, six, seven and eight and one. Now this is going to be tricky because we're going to want to be able to move from our E minor, or E minor seven, to using the open strings. It's a straight arpeggio, just starting with the A string, and then going downstroke all the strings and coming back up. You might find this easier is if you go down, you're going to go down four, the A string, the D string, where your finger is on the seventh fret, the G string, fingers on the sixth fret, open B string, and you're going to go down those four come up starting with the high E string. Kind of like a swimming rever swimmer reversing laps in the pool. One and two and three and four and one and two and three and four and and three and four Let's try this together and slowly. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. One, and two, and three, and four, and five, and six, and seven, and one, and two, and three, and four, and five, six, seven, eight. One, and two, and three, and four, and five, six, and seven, and one and two and three and four and five and six and seven and eight. One and two and three and four and five and six and seven. One and two and three and four and five and six and seven and eight. One and two and three and four and five and six and seven and eight and one. All right. Let's pick that up a little bit. Not too much, though. One, two, three, four, one, two, four, five, six. 
doing? Hanging in there? Cool. Now, part of the reason for showing you this is again to give you some other ideas of how you can change your strumming around. We could easily just make um, a straight strumming out of this particular progression, even with these chord changes. sorts of different things that we're doing using the same chord shapes, the same substitute chords, if you will, the same chord voicings. And when we've moved that one A add nine up the fret board, that's what that is. That's what's known as a chord voicing. Using the same notes of the chord, we're just placing them in a different place up the fretboard. There's all sorts of ways of doing this. Okay, For instance, that wonderful E minor seven that we've got, well, we can change that around too. How about if we use our index finger on the 10th fret of the A string? That's a G note. And the 12th fret of the D string gives us, oh my god, a D. find that C sharp on the 11th fret of the D string, and we'll find another E note on the 9th fret of the G string, so... So, again, just doing basic strumming here. fun things that you can do, um, especially when you get really comfortable with knowing what you can do as far as substituting or adding. Substituting is probably not the right word. Maybe embellishing your chords is probably better because it's not like we're using something else instead of an E minor, just using a kind of embellished E minor and an embellished A. So, for instance, 
instead of having the A add 9 that we've been doing, we could go for just an A9. Um, an A9 is the same thing as an A add 9, except for we want the G note, which is the seventh, and you really probably don't need all this information, right? But let's take an A7. Okay, that's an A chord. Our finger is not on the G string. We have left the G string open. To make this an A9, all you have to do is open up the B string. But, you know, that sounds kind of... Kind of muddled. So, let's move some of these notes around. I'm going to find the G note at the 5th fret of the D string. Then go and get that 6th fret of the G string, which we know is C sharp. Oh, and that's nice. That's an A add 9. So I think I'm going to try using that on that last pattern that we did. With our, when we go from our E minor 7... nice. Now some of you may not find it all that much different from this, which was our A add 9. That's with our finger on the 6th fret of the D string. Here it is with the finger on the 5th fret. That makes an A9. It becomes a matter of taste. Some of you may like one rather than the other. I kind of like that A9. So why don't we give it a try? We'll go back to that last pattern that we did. One, two, three, four, one. This has been a little different than the other things that we've been doing. Um, again, the main reason that I want to show you this is to kind of, first off, watch your appetite for finding new chords, um, new forms of old chords, if you will. Um, one of the hard things about guitar, especially when you're starting out, is you're worried about so many things. You're trying to find these chords you've just learned, and then all of a sudden they tell you, oh my God, there's more chords than you already know. And then what's worse is you learn even more chords, and then you find out all the chords that you've been learning, there are different places to play them. And um, sometimes there's some nice, especially um, using open strings, embellished chords that you can come up with um, that really, really sound wonderful on the guitar. 
And so what I'd like to try to do with some of the things that we have coming up is to explore how to use more of these chord substitutions and different chord voicings so that you can make um, what you're working on even more interesting. So next time out, we will come up with, again, a real song, and we'll see what we can find, um, that will make use of some of these techniques that we've been discussing in the last two podcasts. So until then, we will see you in two weeks. Actually, probably one week, since this one was a week late. We'll see what I can do. Mm -hmm.